Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. Uh, my name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the studio by Don Brock. Steve Turner is no longer here. He's set off into the sunset back to Belmore to join the Bulldogs and he's celebrated his first week of the win. Mm. So congrats out there, Zap. I'm sure you're listening. Uh, Don, uh, lots of uh, lots to talk about. Only, uh, only four games this weekend, but plenty of crucial ins and outs and plenty to worry about. Yeah, a lot of ins and outs with uh, the last buy round of the season or the Origin players. Uh, out, a few injured stars out as well. Uh, Kalen Ponga injured during that Bulldogs win, which is bad news for the Knights and also bad news for most fantasy coaches, just about everybody, yep. especially those who had him as a uh, skipper. A few other injuries this week as well. So, yeah, a few uh, head scratches. Let's get cracking on the uh, the Storm to start with. Storm B Dragons, 11 Origin players missing across the um, across this game, across both teams. So um, I won't go through every single one of them. There's there's quite a few. A uh, couple of talking points. Uh, young Tottenham Pia at fullback for Billy Slater. So he's off on a Mormon mission very shortly, but he's got a couple of games left before he gets uh, squeezed out there. Um, Cameron Smith obviously doesn't play Origin, so he's still there. He's probably going to be pretty much everyone's captain this weekend who's got him, you would imagine. Um, elsewise, not too much really doing yeah. fantasy, fantasy-wise. It's all Cameron Smith, really, at the Storm uh, this season, and especially this week. He should be in your team. He should be captain. Uh, he's averaging just under 73 points a game in his last three games, which is massive. He was huge last week, scored 81, I think. Um, yeah, it's a simple one. Absurd long-range field goal at the end because it's Cameron Smith and that's what he does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's only like he's maybe his second career field goal. I, think I heard fourth, but yeah, not many. Normally, yeah. you know, he'd be giving it to Cooper Cronk to uh, send it over, but that wasn't the case. Not this anymore. Week, obviously, Cooper Cronk was standing there watching it go over his head. So they play the Dragons, who are missing five Origin reps themselves. Um, quite a few massive outs for them. Fantasy-wise, the big talking points are Ewan Aitken at centre and Cam McInnes at hooker. The, the main trade-in targets or potential options for uh, coaches targeting overall points? Yeah, so Cameron McGuinness um, is a bit of a fantasy star, one of many hookers who have been scoring really well this season, makes a lot of tackles, plays 80 minutes. Uh, he scored mid-40s last week, but that's pretty much his base. He can score 50s or 60s if he gets through um, yep. you know, 50 tackles and, and does one or two things in attack. So, And especially this week in a Dragons pack that's weakened, missing... Um, what, four Origin players, so he should get through a lot against the Storm. I really like him as a overall points buy. Um, there are cheaper options if you're playing head-to-head. Uh, if you're playing head-to-head in general, you probably don't make many trades this week anyway. Just um, uh, yeah, put the trades in the, in the back pocket. Yeah, better, exactly. And uh, Aitken, as we've said all year, is one of the top options at centre. Scored 70 last week, I think, yep. with a try. So he, as we've said all year, he needs a try or two to... Uh, post a big score, but he's scoring lots of tries. So, and he's playing for one of the best teams in the comp. So, yeah, really good option. He did get a try last week, but he also got ten tackle busts. And from memory, I don't think he busted any tackles on the way to that try, which was chasing a kick. So it was probably just eight points. So he probably scored sixty-two ish. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one try alone doesn't get you seventy points. So it was obviously a good all-round game. So um, yeah, and he's even an option if you're looking to replace. Ponger and can reshuffle the outside backs a bit. If you dual position, wing fullback. Yeah, exactly. Types. He could be an option there. Um, next game of the round, the Panthers up against the Warriors. Um, absolutely crucial game given their uh, relative spots on the ladder, both um, jostling with each other for a finish in the top four. Um, Penrith, some big outs for Origin. Obviously, both their starting halves and also Tyrone Peachy at centre. Peachy's not 
um, as critical because they kept uh, Wonga Blake back from injury. The halves are, are very fresh looking, Tyrone May and Jerome Luai. Uh, both good young players, both uh, Penrith juniors, so good to see them um, running around. And also Isaiah Yo gets the, um, the captaincy armband, which is uh, great for him. He's a fantastic clubman. Um, fantasy wise, um, not, is not there anything deal. happening at Penrith right now? I mean, sure. kick our name to start despite yeah. that nasty knock to the knee last week's probably the big talking point. Quite a few people still running with uh, James Fisher Harris, but neither of them putting together anything like a, a keeper average. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, the only other guy you'd really uh, consider is Cleary, who's going to play Origin, obviously. And yeah, he's been in kind of. He hasn't been in top form either since he came back from injury with Maloney doing a lot of the general play kicking and the goal kicking. Mm. Uh, and clearly, yeah, not quite back to his best. So, yeah, apart from Kikau and uh, Fisher-Harris, if you've still got him, not a lot happening at Penrith fantasy-wise. Um, and it's another, like that first game, it's another really big game here between yeah. two good teams, but really origin-affected as well. So Massively, yeah. it will be uh, interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, 1v3 to start the weekend, and then I think, is it... 4v5, the Warriors and the Panthers, like that, yeah. so yeah, it's absolutely crucial. Uh, two points for, for both games there. Um, they play the Warriors, so um, Torhu Harris being out is just a, a massive, massive mm. blow for, for overall coaches. He was one of the absolute, there was only five or six you know, real must-have looking guys for this uh, buy round, and Torhu got injured the, the week before, and he was one of them, so that's, um, that's a massive blow. Uh, Sean Johnson and Roger Tuovasa-Shek are probably the other two major ones. Um, Simon Mannering, a, a force of years gone by, not so much this year, um, named to start on edge anyway, so I'm not sure that really would boost his scoring too much. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, his best fantasy days are probably behind him. Um, yeah, Sean Johnson, pretty much must-have. Um, two of us, a Sheck, borderline keeper at fullback. Yep. Another decent uh, Ponga option if you need to replace him. Um, but yeah, Harris is a huge blow. Uh, four to six weeks, as you said, with a knee injury. Um, and yeah, he's not that easy to replace either because he's yeah. kind of on the cheaper end of those keeper second rowers when you look at guys like especially Ryan James who's getting really mm. expensive. But most of those guys are around 800 grand and Harris is around 700 grand. So you need a bit of spare cash to upgrade him uh, this week. But yeah, I think he's a, he's a must sell um, with at least a month out. Yeah, well, like you say, he's not quite the same ultimate, you know, like you look at Jake Travojevic and even yeah. you know Nathan Brown from the Eels, those sort of guys are averaging 53, 55. Torhu, I think just under 50, potentially just over 50 if you take out that, um, was it a concussion? Yeah. At the so. start of the year, he scored single digits. But even taking that out, he's still only sort of right on the 50 mark. So he's not quite that elite, you know, in the probably the best scoring position in fantasy. It's... Um, it's not quite a you know, a must hold. Yeah, so he and Ponga are the two big injuries. Ponga we won't really talk about because the Knights aren't playing, but where you might hold Ponga because he's yeah the best winger fullback in the game. Mm. Uh, Harris isn't the best in his position. There are other guys better than him, so he's, he's a sell. Yeah, I guess the problem this week, if you are looking for overall points, is that the likely trade-in targets for him are not playing this week. Like I said, Jake Travojevic, Nathan Brown. Yeah. Um, Paul Gallen is one I'm looking at as well for... Yeah, yeah he's in really good form as well. So, yeah, there's not a lot of options in the forwards. I mean, there is Ryan James, but he's going to cost mm. 170,000 uh, extra. So, uh, yeah. And he's 
yeah, probably overpriced at this point, but he's scoring a lot of tries and scoring a lot of fantasy points. So. Well, yeah, he's extremely expensive, and uh, we'll probably talk about him in a minute anyway. Yep. So I'll keep my powder dry until we get to the Titans. The uh, the next game of the week is the Dogs up against the Raiders at Belmore. Uh, should be an interesting one, but uh, doesn't really have too much of a bearing on the finals at this point of the season, you wouldn't think. Dogs are coming off a win, a rare win for them, and there's a, a few sort of good pieces of news mm. for fantasy coaches here. So. Um, those of us who jumped on Lockie Lewis last week were pretty excited by um, his 47, which came almost entirely in, in base stats, yep. over 200 kick metres, over 30 tackles, um, just the one tackle bust amongst his, his stats, so really good signs there for him. Um, Will Hopawati's been a borderline keeper as a, a in, in the fantasy centre position when he's playing fullback on the field, but I think it was only 28 points last yeah. week, so bit of a slow start for him. Um, Kerrit Holland, who's extremely cheap, I think still about 300k, uh, 62 with two tries, but I wouldn't be getting too excited about that just at the moment. Yeah, so Josh Morris, I think, is on the extended bench this week in the reserves. Yeah. Is that right? So He is. Um, not expecting him to play this week, but he'll be back very soon. The question is what happens when he comes back. Does Kerrit Holland go back to the bench or does Marcelo Montoya go back to wing? Yeah, with Remus dropping out. Remus Smith actually was extremely good last week, but there's basically job security issues right across that three-quarter line if you'd want to jump on anyone. Yeah, it's a risk for both those guys. Um, so, yeah, probably better options out there. One of them is Lachlan Lewis, as yep. you said. He's still he's still cheap despite that good score first up. Um, uh, we, I, I guess, I mean, it had a good performance, you know, really solid uh, game. They got a good win. I imagine that improves his job security for a while. Maybe yep. he's going to play out the rest of the season. Who knows? So he's a decent backup option in the halves and a cash out, as we've said. The other one at the Dogs is Reese Martin, um, yeah. who we've mentioned a fair bit, but um, things have just kind of broken his way in terms of fantasy scoring, mm. where now he's an 80-minute uh, starter because uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner is out for the season. He's also the goal kicker with Moses Zembai gone. Um, he only scored mid-40s last week, but so did a lot of other keepers. He's been averaging yeah. in the 50s. So a weird weekend like that, wasn't it? It was. But uh, but he looks like a genuine keeper now. He should score yeah. 50 points a game from here on in. There mm -hmm. aren't that many goal-kicking 80-minute forwards these days. Well, exactly. Um, Is it like he was scoring, sort of averaging about 55 in that first in yeah, before, before he got he, dropped. Yeah. He came back, he scored 44 on the weekend with 12 points of those in, in goals. Yeah. So only scored 32 in 80 minutes otherwise. Sure, but he's capable of scoring, yeah. as we're saying, 50 without goals. So if he has a, a few good games, he could um, you know hit some 60s and 70s. So yeah, like in my team, he's, he's suddenly become a really important player because yeah, so he's probably a keeper and he's cheap. So if he gets injured, it's going to be hard to replace him. I think he's still about 600, 580 or something. Well, he's yeah, going up by the week. He's obviously. going up a lot, but... Yeah, hard, hard to replace someone that who's going to provide those scores for that price. So exactly. He has become a really vital player. He's yeah, certainly a hold. I'm not sure he's quite a buy anymore, but um, certainly a hold for the many of us that are, are sitting with him. Uh, dogs take on the Raiders. Uh, what do you say about the Raiders? I feel sorry <laughs> for the fans. It was, I don't know how you lose that game from, what was it, 16-0 up at, at mm. half-time, just... Just had to coast to the uh, the finish line. It's um, if one team's capable of blowing a big lead, unfortunately, it's the yeah. And the um, Blake Austin's the one who's paid the price for that. He's back to the bench with uh, Sam Williams back in the starting side. Um, with no disrespect to Blake Austin, I kind of feel like Williams and Caesar is their best halves combination at the moment. Um, Austin covers a few spots and 
maybe he's better just as that bench impact guy. Yeah, and looking to the future, maybe. He's likely leaving. So. He's likely leaving, yes. He's the one that's uh, staying out of those two, so yeah. this could be a sign of things to come. Uh, Josh Hodgson got a try, scored 59. Uh, was good, he's always very good. Um, again, I don't think he's quite a fantasy keeper just mm. because he relies on those attacking stats more than other guys like McInnes. Um, uh, and then, yeah, again, we're talking outside backs. Um, Nick Kotrick's been scoring a lot yeah. of tries, uh, about 40 points a game is available in both the outside back positions, so he's not a bad, again, not a, not a bad alternative to Ponga. This week... Sort um, of like a third centre or a fourth fullback in your squad. Exactly, yeah. Cover both Could fill in for Ponga in the short term, and then when Ponga comes back, yeah. it could be a backup or rotate around. Uh, could score some points against the Bulldogs as well. Um, that's about yeah, it. we thought that about a few nights last week. It's true. Really <laughs> true. Pan out. Um, not much else too exciting. Joe Tarpany's capable of a big score, but not consistent enough for fantasy. Yep. Croker and Leilua are both right down on their you yeah. know, potential fantasy form at the moment. Um, so let's move along to the Titans up against the Broncos. Titans are uh, pretty impressive, mm. especially in that second half against the, uh, the Tigers at Leichhardt last week. Ryan James we touched on already, so he's, um, he's in red-hot tri-scoring form. Overpriced in my opinion. He's obviously had some some fantastic stretches of, of fantasy scoring, but he's getting up towards 900,000 now, so as soon as the tries dry up, which you'd think they have to at some point for a, a front rower, then he's, he's probably set for a bit of a correction. Still potentially a buy this week for those chasing overall points, though, just given how few genuine guns are available. Yeah, I think for overall, um, you almost just cop it. Like, if you can afford to get him, um, ideally, obviously, you got him a couple of weeks ago instead, but if you can afford yeah. it, he will give you you know, probably 50 points on his current form, maybe more. Uh, he's been a really good scorer since, well, when he plays in the front row. He still plays big minutes, so, um, yeah, averaging 60 points a game in the front row, including yeah. a bunch of tries recently. So, um, yeah, but, the, I mean, the, the Titans, as you said, were really good last week. The Tigers made a lot of mistakes, but the Titans' middle three forwards are, are great. It's James and two Queensland uh, front rowers in Arrow and um, Jared Wallace, Jared Wallace. Uh, both young halves really good. So, mm. yeah, th there is a bit of promise at the Titans these days. Um, but yeah, fantasy wise, it's it's pretty much James, but he'll he'll cost you. And Jai Arrow, hopefully everyone's got already. Yeah, hopefully he backs up from when he comes from back. Origin yep. next weekend. Uh, AJ Brimson in the halves is the other one. He was one of those potential mid-season cash cows. Actually, been scoring not too bad. He obviously got a try yep. last week, boosted him up to the uh, the mid thirties. He's uh, in your side, is he? Yeah, I bought him. I've actually uh, this weekend I've got him starting just because I've got. You know, about six fit players, but yep. um, yeah, he's also potentially for me a, um, a substitute at, at fullback for Ponga for a couple of weeks, yep. depending on how my, my trades go. Have had a question or two about his selection in the Queensland under 20 side. Mm. So I spoke to the Titans during the week. Basically, what it looks like is that he um, there's no rules around availability for that, so he could play this weekend for the Titans and then Wednesday for Queensland under-20s and then next weekend for the Titans. Um, apparently he's carrying a bit of a cork and won't be training much this week. Common sense would dictate that he's not going to play three games in eight days yeah. at the age of whatever he is, 20 years old. Um, I would be 
th the more I think about it, the more I think he just won't play the under-20s origin because it's not like it's state of origin, it's the under-20s. Yeah. Um, you know, Garth Brennan, first-year coach, they're still, you know, they're coming off a win. They've got two, three wins out of the eight. If they go on a bit of a run, who knows? Um, I don't think they'll make the eight, but if you're Garth Brennan, you don't want to be losing your starting 5-8 at this point of the year when you still a chance of a, a late run to the finals. And yeah, he's, he's the only you know, current NRL starter in either of those under-20s origin teams. Surely if he misses a game, he misses uh, under-20s origin before he misses yeah. an NRL game. Um, so yeah, he should be fine, you would think. Yeah. It's a, it's a big week if he plays all three. Yeah, I can't. carrying an injury. I can't. The more I think about it, I just can't see him playing the origin. Yeah. I think he's going to play this week and next week for Titans, barring further injury, and I think and, that'll be... And yeah, and as you said, with the Titans... Um, those two young halves are the, you know, look like the future for that team. So yeah. they want to get as much experience as possible into them in the last part of the season, you'd yeah. think. Absolutely. Uh, they're up against the Broncos, who are obviously missing a, a ton of players as well. Um, they've got Jaden Sewer named to start. So he went off early with concussion last week, and he's also managing a foot injury. So not 100% sure if he's going to play or not yeah. at this point, which is kind of fairly important for fantasy <laughs> coaches. But if you're a head-to-head -head coach and you've got him and he's giant break even, you almost want to sell him if he's going to play before exactly, he yeah. cash because he's not a keeper. Whereas if you're an overall coach, you want him to play because you're so struggling. It's a funny play. one, isn't it? You pretty much wait till Sunday to the late mail if, we, mm. if it takes that long. Maybe he gets ruled out before then. Um, but yeah, if you're playing head-to-head -head and he's going to play, then you sell him because he's probably not a keeper and he's yeah. going to lose money this week. Overall, you probably keep him because every point uh, matters. Um, yeah, we assumed he definitely wasn't going to get picked this week, but they have named him to start, so yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Tevita Pango Jr. is named on the bench this week, coming back from yep. injury. Um, Same last week, but didn't quite pull up for yeah. the complaint. So who knows? I mean, he might end up starting and Sewer drops out, or yeah. we'll see. It's also a bit tricky that it is the last game of the round, so if you want to... Yeah, trade in another player who's playing this week. You can't really mm. confidently trade out Sewer yet until you, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it could be one to make use of the, um, you know, the four trades that you have yeah. on offer this week and, uh, yeah, wait till Sunday. Yeah, in terms of the rest of the Broncos team, um, Jake Turpin needs a debut at Hooker, but you would think just gets the one game. Yeah. Um, Jermaine Izarko is actually... A Sold him way too early. He's been going pretty well on the wing, so he's a, could be an important play for overall coaches this week as well. Um, Pango, you mentioned potentially could start, potentially could fail to overcome his rib injury, so that's another wait till till Sunday. One um, David Fafita, who, if you've been paying attention, you'll realise is the first NRL player born in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. um, he's dropped out, but could still come back in, I guess, um, later in the week, depending on how they go with their forward depth and their bench and yeah. so on. Um, those guys like uh, Jake Turpin, great name. Um, yeah. In previous years, you'd probably snap them up because it was, you know, advantageous in fantasy to have a guy who scores in a buy round then disappears. So it's yeah. not an auto emergency risk. That's not the case this year with the uh, bench system. You know, the ranked bench working differently. You prefer to have guys who are going to play. So I'd probably just steer clear of all those guys who are going to come in for one game and focus on the the guys with job security instead, like your yeah, Lachlan Lewis who's probably the best of the cheapies this week. Yeah, the, um, in terms of those who play, yeah, the other one last week was Manase Fanu, mm -hmm. who uh, we'll yeah. probably talk about next week, but just to cover off quickly, scored, I think, 36. Yep. Um, as far as we know, last we heard he was going to be added to their top 30 squad this week after getting an exemption as a development player mm -hmm. last week. 
probably worth pointing out that he came back on for his second spell very early because Matt Wright went off with a shoulder injury and then uh, Dylan Walker went down as well. And apparently Wright and Walker are both a chance of playing round 18. So there's a, there's a good chance that Manasi Fanu next week and from then on plays more like what the original plan was going to be, which is probably closer to you know, 45, 50 minutes. minutes yeah. So don't get too carried away with his 36 on, on debut, although it potentially could be sustainable, who knows. Yep. I'm uh, about to get to some questions. Before we do that, a quick reminder that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off Tech vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Now, we had quite a few questions coming in via the old tweeters this week. Um, Alessandro Toloka asks, are Madison and Torhu Harris both cells? I think they probably are. Yeah, so the latest on Madison uh, we had yesterday on NRL.com was that he's set to miss two more weeks, they expect, after round 17. So 17, 18, 19, back in round 20. That means he's been out for, I don't know, a long time, yeah. six weeks or something. So, uh, yeah, pretty frustrating. It's the business end of the season now. You kind of want mm. a yeah, pretty strong 17 Um you know, next week. So he probably is. Tohu Harris, as we've said, uh, I, I think definitely is. So, um, yeah, free up that cash, get in a couple of keepers. Yeah, you don't want these sort of, it's going week to week and potentially, yep. you know, Tohu Harris four to six, you don't want to hold him thinking it's four and it ends up being six or seven. Yep. Um, is it worth touching on Tohu Harris before we uh, mentioned him for the last time? Um, our mate, the NRL physio on Twitter, this week pointed out that he's basically having the same procedure for the same injury that Jamie Bureau had that was meant to be a six-weeker and Bureau only missed two weeks or something. So okay. potentially, if things go well, he might only be two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, I still think he's a sell. If the club's saying four to six, then... Yeah, it's a bit of a gamble to um, to be holding you know, holding out hope. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be selling. Agree. Uh, Sean McBay asks, who is the best cash-out option this week? Uh, for me, it's Lockie Lewis. Are there any others on the radar? Uh, just Lewis for me. Uh, Lucky I got him last week. He's still good value, so he's the man. Cool. Andre Inglez asks, hey fellas, I'm in trouble. Six trades left, having Harris, Ponga, Sua, and playing Lewis in the halves. What should I do trade-wise? Andre, I'm in a remarkably similar <laughs> situation. Probably two or three more trades than that, but yeah, I've got Harris, Ponga, and Sua, and I'm also playing Lewis in the halves. Um, just weather the storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so Ponga's a hold, Harris is a sell, as we've said. Uh, Sua is probably a sell, depending on... What happens on Sunday, as we've said, yeah, probably sell if you're playing head to head, probably yeah. old otherwise. Definitely don't sell this week if you're playing overall because yeah. the odds of any points are gold. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's not the end of the world. So, six trades left. Hopefully, you've got f- four trades left after this and a decent team. Mm. If you have four trades left going into the head to head finals, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't panic too much. Hold Ponga. Agree. Alan asks, is Sam Burgess a keeper? If not, who can I upgrade him into Andrew Fafita or Ryan James, leading towards James due to Fafita's minutes? I think Sam Burgess probably not this year. His best scores are keeper-worthy, but his average and consistency suggests yep. not a keeper this year. Yeah, his brother's taking off too, too many points from him yep. uh, this year. Um, and, yeah, the logic uh, that he says there is pretty sound. I mm. think right now... Uh, James is more reliable than Andrew Fafita. Um, yeah, Aaron Wood. There's another Fafita question coming up, I think. Um, Aaron Woods yeah. arriving at the Sharks has really raised some questions about Fafita's uh, prospects. So, yeah, James, if you can afford it, it's a pretty expensive upgrade. He's probably yeah. the one to make this sure. week. Callan Kelly asks, who do you think will score more points for the rest of the season, Ryan James or Jason Tamalolo? 
given that Ryan James will have a, a one-game head start on him because the Titans play this week and Cowboys have the yeah. bye. Yeah, well, James, surely. Yeah. I mean, even if Tom Lewis averages five points a game better, James, if he gets 50 this week, he'll have the edge. For sure. Uh, Luke Saunders asks, when should I start thinking about trading in for the finals? I have eight left. Also, now Woods is around. Should I trade for feeder out? Yeah, well, we said last week pretty adamantly that Fafita you shouldn't trade out yet. Wait and yep. see. He's the best prop in the game, uh, you know, in fantasy. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, a week on, I'm thinking about it. Um, so his minutes this season had been really high for Fafita, by his, yeah. even by his usual standards, usually high 60s. He played one 80-minute game, a few in the 70s, uh, when the Sharks had some injuries in their pack. Uh, last three rounds, they've been really down. Um, he played 49 minutes on the weekend with mm. Woods coming off the bench. Yep. Uh, in his first game uh, for Cronulla, he played 46 minutes uh, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, three of his four um, smallest minute games of the season have come in the past three rounds. So that seems to be the trend that uh, Shane yep. Flanagan's going for with Fafita. Um, there's a lot of reasons why. They've now got another you know, test-caliber prop in there. Team Fafita's been used a lot this season. You know, the Sharks are safe as a finals team, you'd think, so they're focusing yep. more on finals than the run home. So there's a lot of reasons why yeah, you wouldn't play Fafita for massive minutes anymore. So his scores will drop. I don't know if that means you necessarily trade him out. But um, bearing in mind that the guys that you would be selling him for, other than Ryan James, who plays ridiculous minutes for yep. a middle, not many of them are going to be playing more minutes, more minutes yeah, than sure. Fafita, and very few of them are capable of the points per minute scoring that Fafita's capable of. So say he averages, you know, he played 49 with Aaron Woods there on the weekend. Say that's about the benchmark. He scored 44 in those 49 minutes, and for a guy who can crab across field and bust five tackles in a run and, and hit yeah. an offload and score you know, 20 points in two minutes if things go his way, he didn't have a single tackle bust or a single offload until the final 10 minutes of that game. So he got through his whole first 27, 28 minute stint um, without any attacking stats whatsoever. I don't think that's really, a, even if his minutes were indicative in that game of what's gonna happen the rest of the year, I don't think the scoring sure. really is. I still can see him averaging 55 plus yeah, like two tackle breaks and an offload in his past 50 yeah. in that game. Yeah, so he's still probably on par with Martin Tapao, who's been the next best prop this year. Yeah. Ryan James is in this crazy run of form. He plays massive minutes, gets through lots of base stats and gets the odd try uh, at the moment anyway. So, yeah, he's, he'd be the one guy I'd consider making the trade to. I kind of woke up this morning thinking maybe I'll make that trade. Purely for overall points. So for head-to-head, -head, I still probably wouldn't unless you had a lot of trades yeah. spare and have you know every other gun forward um, available. But yeah, for overall, if a feeder to James move isn't the worst thing. Yeah. Um, the, the only way I'd consider selling for feeder is if you're going for overall and you're going to go to Ryan James yeah. this week. Otherwise, I'd definitely be holding him. And you know, at a time when there's other injuries and stuff, there's a lot more pressing uh, mm. issues. Even if Fafita ends up scoring 48 points a game or something, you he's a decent scorer and you save a trade. So yeah, yeah. I mean, who like Jai Arrow's available at, at front row, but most of us I think would have him by yeah. to power. Similar, but it's almost a sideways trade anyway, I think. Yeah, so it's in that limited uh, situation yeah. you could consider trading. Otherwise, don't do it. For sure. Uh, Damo Lenahan asks, less than five trades 
Um, so what's that? Four trades? Three trades? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere around there. Tempted to go Adam Dewey to Lockie Lewis this week. Better emergency if I need and gives coin left over. Um, yeah, probably pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, I mean, it. I'd only really do it if you have plans for spending that money. I mean, I don't just just having spare cash for the sake of it doesn't necessarily help you. But There's no point having cash. You can't don't have the trades to use it. I guess. Yeah, there's that as well. So. If you've got plans, if you've got someone you need to upgrade, you need more money to do it, then then sure. Nice. XO Hype asks, who has better job security, Kerrid Holland or Remus Smith? Um, as we touched on, that's yeah. a tough one. Depends on what happens when Josh Morris comes back. I feel like I feel like Josh Morris will come back at centre and Kerrid Holland will go back to the bench and Remus will hang on. Yeah, um, that's probably right. I think neither of them have good enough security to justify trading them in uh, necessarily. Or scoring potential, like there are a lot of it's that, yeah. stats in that Knights game that is, is not going to be a, a weekly thing. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to get excited with Holland's big score there. I mean, if you're looking at him mostly as a cash out with a chance of a few spare points, if you're desperate and need them, then uh, yeah, then Holland's probably more likely to stay around somewhere, you know, at least on the bench. Yeah. Um, Brent Howarth asks, Cohen Hess, hold or sell? We haven't talked about Cohen Hess. For a while. I feel like he's been scoring 50 or 51 points a game or something all year, but I've never really considered him this season. I'm just going to keep talking while you look up his stats <laughs> on the computer. Uh, Average is just a tick under 50, so he's pretty consistent. Yeah, so you don't need to sell, sell that. We're just talking about Fafita might only score 50 points a game. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if your team is otherwise stacked and you're missing one obvious star that you want to upgrade Hess to, then you can do that, but otherwise... Um, yeah, I'd probably hold. The deep dive uh, reveals a, a disappointing three-round average of 36.7, so that's probably that's coming, off, coming off 24. Um, only one 50-plus score in the past five games. Um, lowest tackle count of the year, it looks like, 26, or lowest since round three on the weekend of 26. So he's been getting a lot more points in tackles than, than tries and busts this year compared to previous years, so... Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. He's one of those guys that the reason I would have avoided him at the start of the season is because he's probably just going to score a right on fifty points a game, which yeah. is uh, how it's turned out. So once you've got him, I mean, yeah, it depends on things. Like if if, you, if there's an obvious guy you need to uh, upgrade to, if you have trade spare, then sure maybe. But otherwise, mm. his minutes took a big hit against South as well. Just forty six when he's had quite a few eighty minute games and a few more. 70 plus minute games, although he is dealing Maybe with Maybe after Origin, origin he might get those minutes back up. He's only playing 15 minutes off the bench for yeah, the anyway. Tough. I'd be yeah, not an urgent sell, but if you've got trades to spare, he certainly can be upgraded, I think is the, the main point of that. Um, last but not least, the last gunslinger is, is Josh Dugan, expected to be back next week in round 18 after the bye. Uh, he's managing a stress fracture in his foot. Um, I've had him stuck in my team, hoping that him and James Roberts will pull it together by the finals to be the centre pairing. Teams otherwise complete, other than upgrading um, Hiku and Harris. So he is due back, isn't he? He's due back. I think I he think is. We had him due back in round 17, but they, they have a bye. So yeah. He's about ready. I think a few guys will come back after the bye. Uh, happens a lot where they where clubs you know play it conservative and give players an extra week if they have the bye coming up. So. He probably comes back. Whether he stays fit for the rest of the season is another question. We've discussed this a lot with Josh Dugan. Um, yes, yeah, so probably 
hold out hope that he will be back next week. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he will be. They haven't rushed him back because they're, um, their outside backs are sort of going yep. okay, with, especially with Jesse Ramian coming in and, and killing it. Yep. Actually, that is a good question. If Dugan comes back, um, do they put him at fullback and move Val back to wing? Or I do they leave Val at fullback now and put Dukes back in the centres? Does that... I was, I was thinking Dugan fullback, probably. Yeah. Um, so then Val to wing and Edric out? Yeah. Yeah. That, that will probably be a better fantasy result for a lot of people. Yep. Brings us to the end of the questions. Um, as always, keep an eye on the late mail on NRL.com through the week. We'll have a fantasy weekend preview video going up on Wednesday afternoon. Um, the Jamie Soward podcast is Thursday. I get this wrong every week. Steve Renoff yeah. and Joel Gould is Wednesday. I should know. Please. So many podcasts. I get them mixed up. Wednesday and by, by Thursday, both podcasts will be out. Have a listen. They're great. Absolutely. So good luck with your buy-round teams. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Yui. Know your NRL. Prove it. And at the Yui Fan of the Week competition, and you could win Yui Rewards partner vouchers each round. Go to yui.com.au slash NRL fans to see how. Thanks for joining us.